All right, it's time for Africa State of Mind. I'm so excited to introduce my next guest. Um, you know, because obviously when we think about the state of mind of Africa, we think about how things are going to change and how it is that culture and, and art and fashion are the driving forces with regards to, you know, telling a different story of Africa. So, you know how I love my introduction, so I'm going to try one. Hopefully my guest doesn't think my introduction is cheesy, but here we go. We've all heard the cliches, never despise the day of small beginnings. The world is waiting for your most authentic Self. Your gift will make room for you. Stay in your lane. Teach a man how to fish and he'll never go hungry. My next guest story and career is literally proof that there is truth to all of these cliches. And as a result, his career and life is far from anything ordinary. And it's what dreams are certainly made of. Born and bred in Port Elizabeth, there is a beautiful story about how his family didn't have a TV. And they were the only people on their street, I, re- I remember, who didn't have a TV. I think that's how I heard the story. So picture this. Laduma and his siblings are all excited because today is the day that their mom is going to go buy them a TV. Laduma accompanies his mom um, and as they walk into a second hand shop, she decides that there's going to be a slight twist um, in this plot and she decides to get a second hand knitting machine versus the TV they wanted. Though Laduma was initially disappointed, he did, as the good son, help his mom assemble the knitting machine and she taught him how to use it. From there, he started selling beanies and scarves to his friends at school. Fast forward to today, Day 2018, Beyonce's Swiss Beats are some of his clientele. He has numerous awards um, to his name, including the African Fashion International Emerging Designer of the Year Award, the Ux.com, who is next Dubai Award, Vogue Italia Scouting for Africa Award, and so on and so on. He also has showcased globally in London, Paris, Milan, New York, Berlin, Amsterdam, and Oslo. He's more than just a designer. He's literally a cultural icon. And to think this all started the day his late mom decided Decided to buy a second-hand knitting machine. Definitely stories that movies are made of. Welcome to Africa. How was that? You have to Yo, give me a, a, a clap. That was the most poetic introduction that I've ever heard in my life. Really? And, uh, oh. I think I should hire you as my. Intro. I can I can be the person that goes <laughs> ahead of you. Like in Uganda, they have this thing for the king of the Baganda tribe, right? Mm. They call him the Katikiro. So basically, yeah. he goes ahead of the king to mm. announce the king. So like can I be us with the poetic singers yeah, yeah exactly exactly in parliament they do it a lot yeah. Yeah. i'd love to i'd love to go ahead of you because i'm sure all the amazing people i'd meet my life would be great <laughs> <laughs> but laduma welcome to africa state of mind how exciting to have you on the podcast i know that you you're really busy and everybody's always like to get you locked into a studio or locked down for an interview is always a really really um tough thing so first of all i do want to say um you know i absolutely love your designs but more than anything I, I love your work and i love the way that your work is actually just a it's almost like the soul of africa mm, you know yeah. so talk to us about the story about how it is that um Maklosa, did i say it right Maklosa. Maklosa. yeah Sounds almost, better. Almost, yeah. almost getting there. Uh, you're like almost. <laughs> so talk to us about how it is that um you actually started the brand. Um, I started the brand as a thesis project at mm. the Nelson Mandela University in 2010. Mm. Um, the objective of the thesis was to come up with a project um that um is innovative mm-hmm. and um that communicates a new language within textiles. Mm. I studied textiles, specializing in knitwear design specifically. Been knitting since I was 15. Um, growing up in Port Elizabeth was at an advantage to the project as well because mm. Port Elizabeth prides itself by being the most... Um, 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 it has the biggest 
um, um, trade hub of Imohe in the world. Oh, wow, and wow that's biggest, amazing. And the biggest wool trade hub in Africa. Wow. So with those two commodities, um, one um, had good opportunities to play mm-hmm. around with because knitwear um, is mainly made with wool and mohe. Mm-hmm. I got bursaries from those um, organizations that market those commodities. Um, and and um, the unfortunate part, though, is that um, 80% of those commodities are exported to Czech Republic, China, France, who use those um, materials for luxury products. Mm-hmm. Um, very few of us um, in the current day and age in South Africa use them to make readily av- um, available to purchase products. Yeah. So I wanted to create that and uh, coming from the closer community that has some of the most beautiful beadwork, yes. I can argue that most beautiful beadwork in Africa <laughs> <laughs> which is hidden in yeah. um, archives in museums. I went to the Nelson Mandela Art Museum mm. in 2010 mm. when we had the World Cup. They had the most beautiful beadwork display I've wow. ever seen in my life. I took pictures of that and discovered that Kosa people used to make some of the most extravagant and the most beautiful beadwork a- as early as the 1700s. So I took wow, those that's patterns. Quite, that's quite a history. I don't think a lot of people are quite aware of it. Yes, yeah. even I myself, you know, we never studied about that in high school. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I... I was so immense into that heritage and discovered that within us as Kosa people, we have about 200 clans yes. that are subdivided in different clans like the, Mo- the Bondos, Abate, Mbuamamfengu. And all these clans have their specific aesthetic, you know, so these beadwork communicated that as well. Mm. So I conceptually... I took those patterns that I came across, modified them mm-hmm. to make them appealing to the current youth that's been influenced by international trends, yeah. by hip hop and all those things. Mm. Um, the knitwear was specifically targeted for to 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 Kosa initiates, mm. um, as you might know, yes. us in the Kosa community, we have to go for through manhood circumcision from age 18 to 25. Okay, so now, I mean, for a lot of people around the continent, they might not know how that, you know, the whole, I mean, the reason why, let me say, we, yeah. you said that you initially made it for for closer initiates, right? Yes. So explain why, because I think there's like a quite a nice story yeah, about how after... The, the reason why I targeted them to closer initiates um, because of the personal experience that I had mm. um, when I went through the initiation, mm-hmm. um, as a textile designer, as a fashion fanatic, for me, um, the clothes um, appealed very Western. Mm. Um, actually, before we go through the tradition, we have to give away all our old clothes mm. and buy a whole new wardrobe. Wow. And our parents buy that uh, wardrobe for us. Yes. And um, in most cases, they go for premium quality um, brands Clothes-y. like your Pringle, Lion Scott, yeah. Gant. Um, oh, oh, Yeah. Because the parents want us to keep those clothes for 10 years okay. as a scent off. Yes. Um, that's such a beautiful... I love that, yeah. that about the culture. That's beautiful, yeah. And the, uh, the, those, those, those clothes mainly have Western patterns, mm. dyes, the, the, the argals, you know. So I thought, why don't we... We've been sitting around with these beads, you mm. know. Like, why didn't we take those patterns and, mm. and, 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 and display them on, 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 and adorn our clothes mm. um, with, with those beautiful patterns? So that's what I did technically using yeah. South African wool and mohair yeah. and um, that was the start of the concept and yeah. then two months after 
I had to think about getting a job, but it was pretty obvious that I've started a job for myself. Yeah. Um, today I employ about 20, 23 people. Not bad at yeah. all. That's yeah. really awesome. Now you've, you've touched on so many things that I actually wanted to get into. So I'm going to, you know, just dig a little deeper. So, um, let's just talk a little bit about, you know, cause when you were saying about, um, you spoke a little bit about how a lot of, um, closer beadwork and mm-hmm. everything is put in museums and everything. And yeah. I know, you know, from, from my travels around the continent and speaking mm-hmm. to different people, there's always this question around African art or, you know, that whole mm. thing about the way that it's almost stored overseas. Mm. So the people who actually should be the beneficiaries are not benefiting, you know. Mm. And then I think it was the Victoria's Secret model, Victoria's Secret fashion show that happened last year yeah, where they, they used, was there was a lot of cultural appropriation yeah. versus cultural misappropriation and that whole conversation. Yeah. What are your thoughts as a designer and a cultural icon, you know, when you, when you think about the way that a lot of people in the West, for example, mm. are looking towards Africa? Do you think it's a good thing? Do you mm-hmm. think it's a bad thing or yeah. how do you think it should be treated perhaps a little bit better? I, I think it's a mixed feeling vibe for me, good and bad. Mm. Um, you either approach it as a brand in an ethical way mm-hmm. or in a non-ethical way. Mm. I'd say misappropriation is unethical <laughs> yeah, in all regards yeah. because um, if you take culture and not acknowledge and compensate mm. the, your, the source of the culture... Um, you being unfair, mm. I think. Um, um, in my case, I take culture, evolve it to the future. The the the, the, the employee, my employees who mm. manufacture the knitwear are from the closer community. Zulu, nice. Bay, Ditswana, yeah. they they speak most of the South African national languages. Yeah. I'm giving back to them. Yeah. I sell my products within South Africa. I source the raw material from here. You know, so for me, that's I think that's a good way of compensation but um with western brands most of them have their own production infrastructures over there Mm. all they need is the ip and in fact um they don't even acknowledge where they get the ip from is 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 was a turn off for mm. for most um, fans of these major um, houses like Louis Vuitton. Mm. Um, and I know because I think Louis Vuitton actually has a factory, if I'm not mistaken, in mm. Nigeria. There's mm. a factory or where they get the leather. Let me say the leather they, is yes, they source from leather a, from Ghana, yeah, West Africa. Yes, um, yes, yes. Which is an, an example of them taking something that's in a raw form and yes. they refine it. Yes, and the price. Goes like right through the ceiling. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, So for me, that has happened to me before, where people take what I do, modify it, and um, 2016, I had one of my collections called um, Appropriation, but I I wrote the appropriation in Corsa, yeah, Yeah. um, spelling, um, because I experienced a lot of that, but I never publicly spoke about because um, I think that. As an entrepreneur, um, people shouldn't just immense the hype. They should mm. use it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also what, what I really like about that is that a lot of people would have used that as a platform because I'm sure you're not even going to say who it is, but mm. they would have used it as a platform to try and gain and uh, you know a bigger audience. audience. Yeah. But <laughs> for you, it's like your creativity, your fashion, yeah. it speaks for itself. So yeah. I'm not even going to ask who that, although I'm very curious, you can t- tell me off air, um, you know, who the, the, the people were and everything. Now, you know, obviously you, you know, like mentioned in the introduction, people mm. like um, Beyonce, I think there was a situation where Beyonce made a comment and she really mm. was celebrating your, your clothes yeah, and everything. Yeah. Where were you the day that this actually happened? 
I'm just curious, where were you when the most uh, like popular woman in the world is like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually missed that opportunity. I was supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, I was in London. Yeah. I, I did. A, I was doing a master's course at mm. St Martin's. Um, mm. Because of school, I had to stay and complete my project. Mm. Um, for the past five years, I've been exhibited by a lot of museums around mm. the world wow. um e smithsonian museum in new york in the smithsonian museum isn't that the museum where barack obama and uh, michelle obama's portraits that's where portraits. the, pre- the uh, portraits yes 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 um, um i need your one autograph. of my <laughs> two of my looks were bought by the museum wow as a exhibition that they had two years ago yeah and beyonce blue ivy and jay-z visited the exhibition and they took pictures of all the pieces yeah. um there was about 200 and something pieces. Yes. And they, Beyonce posted on a blog mm. three pieces that she liked the most. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's where the social media hype happened. You know, yeah. I only realized it later that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you're very chilled. I don't even think that you, you probably were like, what? You probably were like somewhere just watching over the, you know, everything and making sure yeah. that, the, you know, work was going as usual. Because what strikes me about you is that I, I think a lot of times when you meet with designers and people mm. who, uh, you know, are kind of, everybody's like me and you walk in, you're like, it's my brand, it's the business, mm. it's the art. So yeah, that's yeah. quite refreshing. Yeah, I think for me, the, the, the work should be famous yeah um yeah people should people buy into the work yeah they don't really buy the person even though a figure is a brand itself but yeah. at the end of the day the, the, the work first the and the work first yeah. before the 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 the, the, the diva <laughs> that's why i said that your gift makes room for you yeah it's so you know as you were speaking about that i just wanted to reference another um uh, uh somali artist that i know mm. Um, Kenan mm. And he I think yeah, he did the yeah, Waving flag song And I remember his manager um, Saul and Kenan The one time We were like talking And then You know Kenan Because of the story of Somalia mm. And the fact that He was the last person On the flight It's a very intense story Everybody mm. heard it A hundred thousand times mm. over And I remember the one time There was some UN Habitat event mm. And Kenan was kind of like your art should be more important. Like his story is a, it's a powerful story and mm. it's a story of many people. Mm. But he, for him was like, do you like my music first? Mm. And once you like the music, then tell the story, but not call somebody in and be like, oh, you're from Africa. Mm. Tell us about this. Tell us yeah. about that. And so you kind of remind me mm. of, of him in that way where you, both of you are kind of like, you put your art first. You're mm. not trying to sell, you know, to sell mm. an idea. Because mm. what if you sell all the hype and then it comes and then, back and then it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, okay, let's also talk a little bit about just, um, you know, because I know you said about how with uh, the idea came with the close initiates, initiates mm. and I never knew that, you know, that, that parents were buying their sons all of these Pringle mm. shirts and everything before, you know, my closer came in yeah. um, by Laduma. But now, when you travel to other African countries, I think you've been to Lagos as well, right? Been to Lagos? Yeah. Cameroon? Wow. Um, Rwanda? Oh, wow. So what what is the response in African countries? Because normally you don't think... Africa and mm, Nitwe. Yeah, yes, so yes, yes. what is the response? <laughs> <laughs> even, even the people in those countries as well, yeah. they don't think that, they don't even know that there is winter in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> they don't just, they just don't associate yeah. Africa and winter. I tell them first of foremost that we have winter yeah. in South Africa. Yeah. Um, and uh, we do specialize in Nitwe. Yeah. There's a lot of knitwear manufacturers yeah. around the country mm. that have been doing knitwear for decades. Mm. Um, however, there are 
special interest, of course, is in the colors. Mm. Like what I noticed when I was in Lagos, people are so flamboyant. They are. Have you yeah. noticed? It's like everything is an occasion. In Nigeria, it's like everything is an occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they really like about image and branding and, mm, and everything. Yeah. yeah. Which was um, an easy buy-in for me mm. because uh, people are already wearing colors and mm. Nigerians travel a lot. Yeah, they do. Um, so there is a boutique there that sells my pieces and most of the customers that buy they buy for traveling oh lovely yeah. are you do you, is it at the polo polo um, avenue it's no it's at the victoria island okay victoria island yeah, yeah i think there's it could be at the what's the name of the i think i know which boutique Alara. It is. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, lovely. Oh, okay, so awesome. Now let's also just talk a little bit about um the inclusion of family in your in in your day to day Mm -hmm. running. Your sisters and Mm -hmm. brother are involved as well. Okay, so talk to us a little bit about that. Um, in 2014, I was in Cape Town. Yeah, was sort of over Cape Town. Wanted to move somewhere else. Yeah, and. I got an opportunity to go and study masters at St. Martin's. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I had to get f- people that I could employ, that mm. I would trust, that would take care of my business. My f- young sister was the first person to commit, mm. quitted a job. Um, young brother quitted his job a month after, mm. and that was three years ago. Mm. Um, they've been working for my cousin for three years now. Nice. And my old sister who did a degree in fashion design as mm. well joined the company last year. Mm. So the family bond grew. Um, nice. I, I think that um, it was more of e- destiny. Yes. And fate. More than anything. That more than anything, yeah. you know, because that's what our mother yeah. um, um, wanted us to do. Yeah. She wanted us to live together, work together. Yeah. And um, we, the work that we're doing is more of a journey that we continuing from my mother, from yeah. my late mother, because she was a knitwear designer in the eighties. Yes, or so, yes, I loved, I loved hearing that. I feel like you carry the spirit of your mom. Yeah. It's like you're completing mm. what she was not, you know, able mm. to do. Able to do, yeah. yeah. Sure, that's awesome. I mean, I think I, I actually saw an interview where you said the places that you go, mm. your mom wanted to always go. To and go, so you yeah. carry her, mm. you know, everywhere you go. I think yeah. that's like, ugh, I was like, when I was watching that, I was like, <laughs> in my heart, I was like, this is so awesome, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, now, just before we wrap up and everything, I did want to talk a little bit about just the importance also mm. in the creative fields, uh, you know, in general. Like sometimes people tend to think that you don't need to have any mm. sort of formal education. So if you've got a talent, you're just talented yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and what what are your thoughts around that and and the the you know when when it comes to fashion and design specifically mm, mm. in my case um i got i'd say liberated from mm. early stage because mm. i did textile design when i was in high school mm. from grade 10 until mm. 12 mm. and i realized from there that the, the education the background that i got about fashion and textiles has added added a lot of value Nice. And and yeah. when I matriculated, I felt that I didn't know enough yeah. yet. So I um, wanted to specialize and I thought that doing a degree is going to add a lot of value in what I wanted to do. Mm. And then I did a degree for four years, still not enough. Um, I think that education plays a lot of impact, you know, especially now in the digital age mm. where people have a global platform. Mm-hmm. to get what they want. If you don't know how to use the internet, computer, 
technology mm. you're not going to be able to execute a lot of things you're mm. not going to be able to travel around you're not going to be able to communicate with different markets and have that business acumen mm. that's going to get your business forward you know so mm. education for me has been like a major factor mm. that um a source of development that I've used for my career yeah sure i really like that i do think and i think it's a good thing that you know like you're saying because it's it's been a great source of development and mm. more than anything else i think you can have talent like regardless of what creative field that you're mm. in but you've got to almost groom that talent you know mm, so yeah. that it becomes the best and all that it can be yeah you know more than anything else mm. now um before i do let you go i wanted to know what is your favorite um market well what market outside of south africa would you say is the biggest market <laughs> I, um or the most let me no actually let me ask this the biggest market and then the most surprising market mm. you know where it's just like wow people in yeah. Jing chong jing no. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest market I'd say is the states. Oh wow, yeah, it's, I can imagine it's though. Fast yeah. growing, yeah, and surprising market was Netherlands. Okay, yeah, yeah. like I went there in 2014. Yeah, to 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 speak at a design conference, yeah. and uh, um, the conference organizers recommended that we carry a few pieces to sell. Yeah, um, but we decided to fill up our suitcases with 50 pieces of knitwear. Yeah. By the time I finished speaking, there was a queue of people um, that wanted to buy the pieces. Yeah. We, all, we sold all 50 of them. Wow. Um, that was a, a surprise for me. Yeah. I didn't expect um, with the whole history of our country with apartheid, yeah. Dutch. Um, 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 of course, now that you <laughs> said, yes, 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 yeah, I understand. I, yeah. I was super surprised. Wow. You know? um, and apparently they love color. Yeah. Like looking around this Amsterdam, mm. um, Dutch love color. Mm. And the Germans um, was quite a surprise as yeah. well. Um, sure. The English are very modest. You know, they, they yeah, they're a bit more neutral. They like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure British people are going to be like, "Hey," but they are a lot yeah. more. Now, which which um well-known person um past, present, past or present would you like to have wearing your designs? I think um, I think Pharrell would do justice. In, yeah, in, in one of my pieces, yeah. he's a colorful person, yeah. flamboyant, he's a hippie, yeah. um, and la and appreciates design. Yeah, I think that um, yeah. it would look good. Yeah, I actually don't even think that's a far off thing. I'm sure Pharrell now has been seeing like Swiss Beats and everybody and Alicia <laughs> Keys. He's like, "Can you guys put me on, please?" <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, but and and now just to wrap up, you know, um. I, I keep on saying just to wrap up, but mm. you know, um, for you when you say when you think Africa state of mind, what do you think? Um, for me, I think thinking in a new way, mm. African Renaissance. Um, I think that um, we are in a um, stage of major change mm. as a continent. Yeah, I think that um, the digital um, um, world is influencing yeah. all of that. So um, I think African mind states simply is. New way of thinking. New way of thinking. Yeah. Would you ever let Donald Trump wear your clothes? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I plead the fifth. <laughs> You're like, I was no? going to say yes, actually. You're going to say yes, okay? Yeah. Because you, yeah, okay. You're a businessman. You're just like, look, I'm not involved in the politics. <laughs> it's like, you know, you just would. Okay. I'll just take, I'll just tell my clients to not take it personal. <laughs> you're like, it's just business at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Honorable um, 
President, um, previous president Jacob Zuma bought a cardigan as well. Oh, and w- what and was the response it. when he wore it? He he looked at it and was like, "Wow, this is very nice." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He didn't wear it on on the spot. Um, yeah. but I'm sure he had, he had his home um, when it's cold. Yeah, he wears it. Yeah, and then also just sorry, another thing you did mention something about. I I, th- I did read something about how you had the most beautiful object. Mm. You won the award for the most beautiful object. What was that object? Um, that was a shawl yes. that I launched in 2015 okay. that won the 2016 Most Beautiful Object in South Africa. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, All right. it's been our most successful piece. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Laduma. Thank you so much. Great. <laughs> Thank you.